Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Reminds me of bad community theater. When else she tells Trent, he's like, it's I'm Australian. They're butchering my work of Crocodile Dundee, the musical, here in Portage County. There's a crocodile in my marriage. How I wish there wasn't a crocodile in my marriage. There's just no good actors in Portage County, Wisconsin, when you try to put on one of the greatest pieces in theatrical history. Crikey, my. Crocodile Dundee, the musical. Uh, uh, are we good to go? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Very talented linguist is with us today. Crikey. My name is Lionel Crikey, and I'm from way back in the eight back. Australia. Oh, if you didn't say Australia, I would be very confused. Where am I from? Australia. <laughs> or Jennifer Aniston just murdered you uh, in the original Leprechaun yes. film because you also sound like a leprechaun to I'm some degree. Closer, Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. Yeah. The Australian leprechaun. I'm Warwick Davis. Oh, I love that original leprechaun, by the way. That's before Jennifer Aniston's nose job, and I thought she was more attractive. Oh, You're yeah. always more attractive pre nose job. Always. I like a big nose. Mm-hmm. I do too. Anyway, uh, that was a great lead-in because today we're discussing Australian serial killers. God, I hope we are. And I cannot believe, I know, I cannot believe how long it's taken us to get to this subject. Turns out, don't go backpacking. Everyone's crazy. Australia is a dangerous place. Now, we actually have a lot of, we have a lot of listeners in Australia. Baldy, actually, our friend Baldy just had a Mm -hmm. birthday. Happy birthday, Baldy. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Baldy. And you uh, are uh, one of the last survivors of a horrible country. Get out. Go away immediately. Yeah, it's fucking horrifying. Every time I read about this too, because it's, uh, you know, because I hear a lot of the crime comes from, I learned a term called bogan. Bogan? Bogan me. It's like redneck. It's Australian redneck. Mm. Please, if I am fucking horribly ignorant, uh, mm-hmm. Australians, um, I guess go fuck yourself. I don't mean <laughs> yeah. to say that. I don't mean to. Please correct me. Well, I um, think the irony is if you are horribly ignorant, they will accept you as one of their own. <laughs> yeah. But this is a group of, it seems that the majority of these crimes that we're going to study come mm. from this area of Australia, which is out in the outback. Now, we are going to do a second part to this web series, <clears throat> to this uh, episode, which is going to probably feature more 
more of the uh, city mouse killers. Sure. <laughs> but these are our country mouse killers. And so for Australia, obviously this is a lot of like woods, a lot of outback uh, scenarios. It's mm-hmm. sort of the equivalent of what we considered the monsters during the nuclear wasteland that was uh, during the Hills Have Eyes. Yes. Like this is their equivalent, is but fair. they're just real people who live in the woods, but they didn't study like Kaczynski. No. They were not out there doing science. No, no. They were fucking their sisters. They were in intercourse <laughs> Every, with their sisters. I will say, and you hear that often, every time, every one of these docs I watch based on, because we're going to cover a rather notorious killer named Ivan Malat. Mm. I think it's, it's Ivan Malat. Ivan Malat. No, Ivan. I'm trying my best. <laughs> I'm not even going to participate. Um, and he um, he was a part of a big clan of people that they described as being like a family from the American South. And right. we heard the American South over and over again because it's basically, you know, you got all these families just kind of out in the woods with nothing but like a crick and, mm-hmm. um, you know, a little mazy day to fuck. It's like if Texas was a continent. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, because in the United States, there are cities that actually exist. Well, and there are really cities in Australia, in Australia but they're no, nice, the next to the nice beaches, and you got the Opera House, and they got Lord of the Rings up in the north. Right, but if you would go to a nice-sized town in Australia, you'd be like, this is pretty rural, and they'd be like, no, this is this is where all the educated people are. <laughs> this and is then you Perth. can imagine 40, yeah, <laughs> Perth, and then 45 miles out. I mean, you're getting to a real... Uh, a real bunch of psychopaths. But Perth has got a good number of serial killers, which we'll cover in the second episode as well. Yeah, and we've That's got right. a good number of listeners from Perth That's as well. Right. I believe Zorba, one of our good friends, Zorba. She Be lives careful out there, Zorba. You oh, are goodness. obviously one of the victims of these people. <laughs> well. Well, yes, we are starting with Ivan Malat, also known as the perpetrator of the backpacker murders. Now, this is probably just one of a series of dudes that were probably a part of the backpacker murders. Yeah. Mm. Because there, it seems like this just happened a lot because oh, people yeah. go from Europe, the pasty white knees of Europe go right. to Australia to get some sun. Mm-hmm. And when they get there, uh, a lot of the times they don't make it back. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost. What should I do? Oh, I'm going to trust that guy with the broken down car and the big knife hanging Bill. out of his teeth. Oh, yeah. you want to see a snake? I got one right here. <laughs> that's a peanut. That's a peanut. Next thing you know. Yeah. Well, all of this course. happened in the 1990s. Seven young people between the ages of 19 and 22 mm. were discovered partly buried in the Balango State Forest. Uh, five also, most most places in Australia sound like locations in HR Puffin, Puff, like Puffin stuff. Balango? You know? Yeah. Uh, they uh, were, three of them were German, two of them were British, uh, and two of them were Australians when, from Melbourne. Uh, partially buried, I'm con- was it just leave their butts exposed. <laughs> I mean, how do you partially bury? I figure, you know, they if you're burying, just finish the job. What you'll find in his calling card, Ivan Malat's calling card, was that the bodies would kind of be left out, tied up with a pyramid of sticks over them, like you can't see them. Mm, like the Blair Witch Project <laughs> yeah. or something. Blair huh? Witch Project, True Detective, all those sorts of things. Okay. Uh, so Ivan Malat, let's get into Ivan's yes, childhood here. He was born two days after Christmas. That's kind of <laughs> like Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> A little gift for you, Mrs. Malat. Here's an Ivan. The fourth son out of Fourteen children. Now Oof. they were all. This is the best part. You know, like you know, in New York, it's hard to meet new people. Right? You know what I mean? Because it's like you're kind of always stuck in the same circle of people. You got to date the same. You got to go to Match.com, okay, Cupid, yeah. Tinder. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Malad didn't get a chance to do that with his family, so they all had to fuck each other. <laughs> but he didn't need it. You <laughs> no, don't need no, a no, Tinder no. when you have eleven sisters. Mm-hmm. He was the son of a 44 year old Croatian immigrant, and his uh, mother was Australian, and she was. 
half her husband's age. He was 44. She was about 20. She was oh, 22, yeah. and she had 14 kids. I mean, yeah. so she, she started at, what, what does that do the math? 14 years old she had to be. Well, yeah. no, no, no. They married when she was about 20, 22. Yeah, and then she oh, started okay. shitting out kids real fast. She went from being a tight 20-year-old Australian woman, which is beautiful. Oh, of course. To turning into a... Uh, a pop tent. Dare I say a Zabrowski mother. <laughs> and of course, he did have a hallmark, many serial killers, uh, quite a few hallmarks, actually. But the first one is an abusive father. Mm-hmm. Said that his father. Oh, the Croatian immigrant who forced 14 children out of his beautiful wife's <laughs> vagina. He, was, he wasn't nice. <laughs> Ruled with an iron fist, his brother Wally said. Uh, that said that if he got into any sort of trouble, he'd whack you to the ground as soon as you came home. Uh, I will been, say, though, parenting 14 kids. Mm. Oh, I mean, uh, that's not, not par- easy. You're not parent. You mostly what you do is you take the five oldest, you tie them to a tree. The last of mm-hmm. them, the, the rest of them, what you do is you throw food out into a ditch, and you like you see who eats the most. Sure, that's the new head of the kids. <laughs> oh, you bump I see. Them up. Then so you have the Lord of the, of the Fly, uh, the Lord of a Flies approach. Yes. to parenting. I mean, honestly, it's not too far off from their childhood. When you, when yeah, you, true. when you, because uh, this is actually a fairly your breakdown is a fairly nice breakdown. I watched one that focused just on the family, <laughs> and the family was a series of they were obsessed with guns. From childhood, oh, obsessed yeah. with fight, like fighting each other. But they were in the wilderness. I will say they probably needed guns for safety. Yes, wild animals all around. But then when the gun, the good, the gun ban happened in Australia, they just kept yeah. their guns. But the thing is, they had like assault rifles and shit out on this farm, and it was also this weird ba- battle between the brothers, where Ivan Malat was the biggest, strongest, and smartest, so he could take whatever sister he wanted, and he could do whatever he wanted in the house. And his mom thought, you know, what was the quote here? That he was an altar boy. Yeah. Yeah. Said, uh, there said there was never any trouble with him. He was an altar boy. And, of course, he was also very good at math and arts in high school. As brother Alex said, Ivan was a bit smarter in the head than most of us. Well, yeah, of course, when your parents are cousins. <laughs> no, I, I used to go in the peanut butter with my fingers, and Ivan would always say, use a fork. And, like, that's how smart he was. I know you don't understand. He's the kind of guy who's always, that's what I just turned into. That's He's my the kind of guy, yeah. He's the kind of guy who's always a state of hate. Let's just give it a Midwestern accent. That's what it reminds me of the most. So starting at 17, this guy served six jail terms for breaking an Entering, stealing, and car theft. His mother said that all of that was just because he fell in with the wrong crowd. They kept I, saying that too. The, yeah. the older brothers also was like, "Yeah, we'd act out. Yeah, we'd act out every once in a while." You know, it's just like, but you were all—they were also all just like practicing rape. They were all like practicing yeah, yeah, yeah. being killers. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, it said that the brothers never gave each other up. They always covered for each other, and they said that the sheer number. Of sons in this family always led to confusion with the police. And they all had that sort of Ren Fair like yeah. like you know, beard with no chin part of the beard. <laughs> right, right. They all look like Civil War generals, and you can't tell them apart, especially when they're all buggering fucking mazy day. Well, I don't think they were reenacting. They were real guns they were marching with, and they were extremely dangerous people. So his sister died in 1971, and it said this is when Ivan snapped. He liked his sister. He loved Mm. his sister. He took it very hard, and this is when he went out and raped two women near Liverpool in Australia. Some people... Make a nice monument for their family I'll member. Sit and I'll eat, I'll they, eat a whole cake in grieving. Sure, I'll, or maybe <laughs> you know? maybe I'm going to become a very good soccer player. I'm going to score score a goal in the World Cup. At, like Mr. Dempsey, Dempsey, the great American hero in this last World Cup. His sister passed away. But he wasn't and that he big dedicated. of a hero because we lost, right? Well, Henry, don't be a negative. <laughs> don't be a negative person. We got farther than people thought we were going to. It's the only but, sport where we're constantly lauded for losing. That's okay. <laughs> we're going to get better, and we we dominate the world in sure, wars. Sure, yeah. So 
we're doing yet. fine. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. We still have drone attacks on a regular but no, basis. He but he scored took- a goal and he dedicated it to his sister. But yeah. Ivan... Did he did he point to the heavens after he raped these two women and said, well, I'm sure "This is for you." I'm this sure the first thing you. he did was he cut open a squirrel and shoved it inside a hole of side of a tree so he could fuck it and still call it his sister. Oh, a flesh tree. <laughs> yeah, and then mm-hmm. go back and then murder some people because the the squirrel got cold. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that, that would be the originated the origination of the flashlight <laughs> shoving a dead squirrel in a tree hole. <laughs> Interesting fact mm. about those rapes is that that was 20 years later. That was around the same spot where all of the murder victims would begin to vanish. We're going to see this again and again where it's like, it seems to be there's like this met life village of serial killers <laughs> in the middle of whatever. What is the Balongolo uh, State Forest? Bagunga. Uh, the Bagunga. No, Balongo. Balongo. All right. So this is his first. And this oh, is his- I've got to take a magical ship to Belonglo. Come with me, you tiny token flute. All right. Okay, with you to Belonglo. You know, we're going to get this accent down by the time this episode's over. Well, I'm betting against it. So, but this is the first time he's ever physically acted out in violence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before then, it I was. I mean, he was beating the shit out of his brothers and raping his sister, probably. We don't know about the. Or- I don't think we know about the sister. No, he was in a. It's a very. He was not only having sex with his sister, but he was having sex with each one of his brother's wives. Yep, and he, he was, w- and he was also having sex with his cousin's wife. For she, at seventeen, married him while she was pregnant with her with Ivan's cousin's child. That's how much of a charmer he was. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I, I it feel seems like-, like, but apparently there was also that same woman. They were at a party, and he said something ab- about him. Like there was like making fun of something about like his boots, and he grabbed her by the hair, pulled her into the house, took a gun, put her freaking to her face, and said, "If you ever embarrass me in front of my family again, I'll blow your brains out." Well, that's just chapter seven of the Australian pickup artist. <laughs> And, you know, the family were not asked to the wedding because apparently there was a bit of a feud going on. Oh, the, on the, the, the family members were upset that he had sex with all their wives? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but this is, we'll see a lot in these Australian killings is this sense of inferiority. Yeah. Where it's like these guys need to establish dominance. Ivan yeah. Milat was like, again, it's like there's a lot about sex, of course, and just sort of like what you see often in rural killers is like they're done with fucking sheep. They're done with, yeah. like, you know, like fucking their sister. They want to fuck some new. They're, and they're very stupid people. They're very stupid. I mean, so he was probably the most mathematically sound only because he found a way to open up the square book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, and his wife said that he at this time became gun crazy, which in rural Australia becoming Oof. gun crazy, I can only imagine what that fucking yes. is. Licking on it and doing whatever you could with it's it. It's my wife now. Oh yeah, ordering two at the at the uh, Outback Steakhouse, which I hear is very popular there because your gun's got to eat with you and now, stuff. Now, do the bloomin' onions, this is a question for Australians, do they grow naturally in Australia? <laughs> Can we go down and pick them? Can we pick them? A, I'd love to get a good CSA bloomin' onion. Mm, God, yeah, they don't have lettuce patches. No. It's bloomin' onion patches out there. Mm. So Ivan beat the shit out of his wife on a regular basis. She got okay. sick of it in 1987. The divorce went through in 1989, and by the end of that year, two hitchhikers, his first two victims, had gone missing. So do the family know that he... So the family of this woman that he married knew that he was a serial rapist and potential murderer well, before they got married? It just seemed like in the end, it, it, it's it's common mentality. You see a lot of, like, boys will be boys. Right. Men will take what they want to take. They're all down with the system. They're all fine with it. They're down with that, like... Yeah, da, 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 da. They're very much so down with the system. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I was the guy, if I was the gal's dad, I would 
not allow the ma- marriage. <laughs> Except then he would probably take a knife to your throat and be like, I'll take what me likes. And then you have to either fight him and establish dominance or not. We come from yeah. a softer area of life. We're comedians. I don't. I, I do believe that you could have a drinking game competition and then see who gets the wife. For the woman? For the woman. I mean, it's Australia. The drunk, there are rules. The drunkest man gets the woman. Is I'm, that still, what I'm the drunkest and I'm still standing. And then you get her. You know, I like him when he drinks a lot. It's when he only drinks a little bit that I don't like him. It's when he drinks quite a bit that I really like him. That would make sense. <laughs> so that happened in 1989. His first victims, but his the first victims would not be found until 1992 when Ooh, a group of yikes. orienteers found a decaying corpse at a place called Executioner's oh, Drop. this is not a part of the meeting at all. Oh, oh no, yeah. these chicken bones. Oh, it's lazy. Lady Bones. <laughs> Lady Bones. What's an orienteer? It's a know. map game that they play. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's where they, they have two places on a map, and you have to go east, west. It, it's a whole thing where you have to try to find the place on the map, and you only have clues. Yeah. It sounds dumb. It sounds like they should just <laughs> play Grand Theft Auto or something. It's called, hey, Mary, you want to go play Getting Lost? <laughs> yeah, mm. sure, yeah. Yeah, Love Get it. Lost in the fucking deadly desert where there's a ton of scorpions and spiders and big marsupi- marsupials that will beat you to death. Oh, yeah, the very yeah. violent thing. And Belanglo Forest was the first place that had a, a, a wallaby came out to be the first mayor of Perth. I <laughs> did not know that. Yeah, yeah Mayor <laughs> Wallaby. Interesting. Got to so, vote for him or he'll punch you in your face a whole bunch of times. <laughs> so after they found the first uh, body... Couple days later, they found a second body, 98 feet from the first. The bodies were identified as Carolyn Clark and Joanne Walters, two British hitchhikers who had disappeared earlier that year. Walters had been stabbed 35 times, Jesus. and Clark had been shot 10 times in the head. That's just way, way overkill on the on the abuse of bullets. <laughs> I mean, 10 in the head. That's insane. Well, this just but, also oh. shows that he's in the middle of a rage. He has yeah. this rage against foreigners, people coming into his forest that he feels that he needs to take it out on them because they don't know the real Outback like he does. We probably also just watched RoboCop and was trying to make him one. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Really weird thing about him, though, is that there's evidence at all these scenes that he camped out with the corpses for days at a time and stayed with the bodies. He definitely was using the bodies. That's what breaks him from just spree killer to serial killer, Mm -hmm. where he is, he's fucking these bodies. You, You think he was having sex with them? Yeah. Yeah. He's licking him a little bit. We're probably talking to him, being like, "You're the only one that understands me, dead woman." <laughs> so I mean, so possibly he shot the guy in the head once, and then went to sleep, and the guy was dead, and then he just like woke up every three or four hours and just kept it just for yeah, fun. Yeah, I want that's, to Gallagher him. Yeah, that's what I like to imagine. Yeah, that would yeah. be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. If you find one corpse, you got to make at least a hundred foot radius just around. Yeah. Just to see, maybe there's another one. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So a year later, they found, uh, in October 1993, they found a human skull and thigh bone in a very remote section of the forest. This guy, Bruce Pryor, was out exploring, found name these things. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. I don't know what Bruce. The name Bruce. I just cannot not think of cut off jean short shorts at a f- as a matter of fact exactly what henry is wearing if you were wearing jean short yeah, shorts sorry, yeah tiny tiny shorts yeah. a big like one of those like really thin australian cowboy hats yeah. that they have you know Just out kangaroo there. skin wrapped around my shoulders like i'm a prep school student. Some people are going hunting out there, or some people are going to, you know, scavenge for food, but he's just picking dandelions. 
Name's Brace. <laughs> so they were. T- he brought the police to the scene, and they found another body there. Uh, those were the bodies of Deborah Everest and James Gibson, his only two Australian murders. Mm. Uh, a month later, uh, they found a skull uh, in a clearing in the forest. The uh, skull was identified as, as Simone Schmiedl from Regensburg, Germany. And she was. These, these were actually all very gorgeous. Everyone yeah. was yeah. very like young and attractive that he got. Can you imagine that? Because Bill, uh, I mean, Ivan was fucking. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. You're thinking of Bill because Bill was in Wolf Creek 2, which fucking rules. I've heard it's very good. I have to see it. Well, clothing was found uh, at near the body that was not uh, Schmiedl's. Instead, that belonged to Anya Hobschild, and she was found not too, uh, you know, not too far away from the first body with numerous stab wounds to the upper torso. Well, one nice thing about killing a bunch of German backpackers is you get all, you get all the schnitzel they were carrying with yeah, them. So that's yeah. kind of fun. And you but, can collect all the Jew teeth that are dangling from their belts. That was a long time ago, <laughs> Henry, and I don't believe we should be victim blaming people who were murdered in the late of 80s, early not. 90s for World War they II. They were not a part of the Nazi regime. They were not. They are victims in this situation. So near Hobschild, they also found her boyfriend, Gabor Nagabauer. Gabor did carry some anti-Semitism <laughs> <laughs> with but him. It was only because he was bitter about his name. Yeah, Gabor. Because you know, they not- kept calling him Zsa Zsa. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Zsa Zsa Gabor. I am not a homosexual. I am not a homosexual. <laughs> uh, Hobshide, she was the one that was killed in the most brutal fashion. She was decapitated, and they never found her head. And Nagabauer had been shot in the head nine times. Now, this All is right. a killer, yeah, that is absolutely full of rage. Yeah. Uh, and he shoots people in the head far too much. I just want to just gotta conserve more. That's upsetting. I just feel like it's upset. Nine he's times, got ten times. Plenty of bullets. Okay. The last is your you're problem, concerned about the bullets. Yeah, the problem just, with him what? is that he's not frugal enough. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. It's a head. I mean, how many times you got to shoot it? But either way, I mean, you know, he wasn't rational. I mean, they they no, told no. me he was good at math. That's it's all I'm not saying. About the math. Okay. Well. All right. He was actually technically doing the math, and he's like, ten bullets. That makes for fine brain soup for the chipmunks out here. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, and the chipmunks might have been happy. I don't know. So Henry mentioned earlier about all the uh, victims. Most of them were found uh, face down with their hands behind their back. They were covered in a frame of uh, sticks and firms, nice little pyramid. But they also had another unique injury. They had a stab wound to the upper back that severed the victim's spinal cord, which, of course, rendered them helpless, uh, meaning it- that he could have spent a lot of time torturing these people. And then apparently what he said, too, is that he learned that from a Vietnam bet buddy of his Ugh. that they met they that was a thing that they used to do to villagers in Vietnam what a great war <laughs> wonderful war and such a, a a good one to fight because we have so much from it. So We've got much so much from, the from it. Vietnam I mean, Apocalypse War. Now is a fantastic movie. Yeah, Full Metal Jacket is a great movie. movie. Love it. Summer rolls. So really, the only thing that came out of yeah was it was it Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Yeah, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Yeah, the only thing. That, so we yeah. got the Sheen family. The Sheen family. That's what, that's what came Vietnam to, uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It helped us get yeah. them. And now we have two and a half men. Yeah. yeah. We had it anyway before Ashton Kutcher <laughs> went in there and ruined an amazing sitcom that Charlie was starring in. Another weird, uh, another weird detail as far as the murders go, mm. as far as the bodies go, they were found with their pants buttoned but not zipped. Hugh wasn't taking the time. He's not atten- He's not paying attention to detail the way we pay attention to detail. This actually kind of goes with the 
Detective Zabrowski theory that he began with gutted up squirrels inside of trees. The closest thing to that would just be a zipper undone, but the button's still buttoned. Yeah, and him going, hur, 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 hur. kind of hurts with the button. I uh, like the, it uh, when it's like a tube. I want to just put my balls in a tube. I don't mm. need. I don't need all these vagina. Yeah. <laughs> God, that seems like an uncomfortable way to, place to put your penis. But I think that people. Uh, I think it's because you're just yeah. shoving the pants on, then putting the putting the pants on after they're dead. Oh, you think so? I think so. I mean, who knows? I don't know. You know, as Henry said earlier, there is speculation that there was more than one killer involved. Some people say that there could have been up to seven people involved. Oh, uh, in you this. mean all of his brothers and sisters? <laughs> yes. This really is the Hills Have Eyes. There is yeah. very true. They said that the, his oldest brother, Rich, uh, Rich Malad, is probably like the number one suspect. And it was like this guy that they were talking to in this documentary following the Malad family. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, they were like, they they ask him question merely all these like quotes of being like stabbing a woman is like stabbing a loaf of bread, yeah. and so they ask him he's like so did you say um, that stabbing a woman is like stabbing a loaf of bread and he's like I might have I might not have I I'll say I'll say things I'll say things all day long you follow me around you be surprised what I say I could have said that or I could have not have said it at all he was it being is convincing cheeky. though <laughs> it is kind of cheeky yeah. that moment to be cheeky He'd be super cheeky and they also yeah. found um, possessions of the hitchhikers at his house mm-hmm. um, yeah. and a dead woman there that he just said was his sleeping girlfriend <laughs> yeah I don't under I mean stabbing a woman and stabbing a loaf of bread either either they're eating T- totally wrong bread. It's that whole the- grain bread, that super thick bread. Yeah, must be. I mean, certainly not a wonder bread. They say it's possible that these people are responsible for up to 37 murders. Absolutely, because what it was, the, the, they tracked it down originally from, it was 230 suspected murders of bodies mm. they found mm-hmm. with, with no killer, no killer attached, and God then they narrowed damn. it down to 32. Yeah, 32 after they, after they uh, cross-referenced gem memberships and uh, actual like weapons registrations. I mm-hmm. will say that the Australian police did a crazy good job yeah. for like even just getting him at all, because the evidence that they got on him was like it was hard to get. Well, I mean, they stopped at his house and then they found a bunch of it. Yeah, but then there was Paul Onions. So yes, there was Paul. Paul Onions. onions. Paul Onions <laughs> also sounds like a character from H and R Puff. It does. He sounds like a very tall man for some reason. He's, Stout though too. I think he's tiny and thin. Yeah, Paul Onions. <laughs> I think I would call me that because I smell like an onion. It's he's, not a creative nickname. Yeah. He's got to have that Richard Ramirez breath. No doubt about that. Well, here's where you also get the Wolf Creek connection. Because Paul Onion said that a man named Bill picked him up on January 25th, 1990. And he pulled a gun on Onions. Onions managed to escape, flagged down a woman named Joanne Barry, and reported the assault to local police, who, mm. of course, never actually caught Ivan. But when Ivan saw the picture that was going out there, when he heard about all these things that were going on in this area, he flew back to Australia. I think he was English. Flew back to Australia, uh, gave the police a description of his abductor. Onions flew back. Onions Onions flew back. Onions flew back, yeah. Yeah, he was in a basket of onions and he was oh, just like it's see. just me name yeah you know and they're like here you you'll be identified as you should be you talking pile of onions bizarre and he's like i'm, I'm obviously a, a person yeah but no <laughs> 
Uh, so, yeah. So, Onions is the one that did it to Ivan, huh? Yeah, Onions was the one, along with the girlfriend of a man that Ivan worked with. Yeah, that's why I cut out this dude I knew named Mike Carrots, because I knew uh, that he was going to sell me to. down the river at any chance. Elizabeth Radish, we could continue on. <laughs> Becky Tomato, you know. There was also, there was also evidence uh, that uh, both Richard and Ivan had worked on a road crew around the time and area of these murders. He'd also sold a Nissan Patrol four-wheel drive vehicle right after the discovery of the bodies of Clark and Walter. He was also so, a constant problem with the police. Yeah. They were yeah. they were doing the whole family would just do armed robberies for fun. Like they would just go out and, and arrest people at gunpoint. Like basically they left from one town to another, like leaving this one specific police jurisdiction, and they had the sheriff of that police jurisdiction sent a sympathy card to the next police department, just being like, Good luck with the Malats. They're a bit of a rapist over there. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a lull situation. Uh, so they were sort of like that documentary, The, uh, the Wild and Wonderful yeah, Whites. Yeah, Wild and Wonderful Yeah, except whites. murders. Yeah, 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 yeah not yeah. meth addicts. I mean, yeah. probably meth addicts too. But. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text and that helps you save time i know i'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse picks now part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts now so what i've done to do is like so while i'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. Now I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list. With Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish. Wow! I just gotta learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm gonna be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. And if you want to know how badass these guys were and how much of a reputation they had, I mean, let's not say badass. Let's just say they awful. were they were hardcore guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hardcore criminals. Uh, the when they finally figured out that it was Ivan Milat, they got fifty police officers, including tactical mm. units, to surround his house and arrest the guy. We also it's had sort of a like, cachet of assault rifles yes. and guns, and yeah. uh, he was on there. He had a compound. It's a little mini Waco. Yeah, uh, sort of reminds me of the Firefly Firefly family too. In the beginning of Devil's Rejects, where yes. the cops all just go in there and mm-hmm. oh my goodness! And even though they found uh, parts of a twenty-two caliber rifle that was used to shoot some of the victims in the head, they found clothing, camera equipment, and cameras belonging to several of the victims. Ivan's lawyer argued that in spite of the amount of evidence, there was no proof that Ivan was guilty. Well, it's also kind of goes back to his original case when he was accused of raping, technically accused and acquitted of raping mm -hmm. those two people at gunpoint when he first started was was that the he has this very prominent uh, defense attorney.
fraternity that was secretly homosexual. And he uses a fence. <laughs> oh. He uses defense that the two women were lesbians. And that the reason why that the, the, it, was, it, it was consensual, that the rape was consensual because all lesbians secretly want to have sex with men more than they want to have sex with women. And so it this was is just, the defense attorney's statement. This was statement. the defense attorney's statement. And yeah. it got him off. So Ivan Milat was got let free. Jesus so he had this, it was like the same defense attorney as the one who uh, represented Joseph McCarthy. Yes. The raging homosexual. Uh, what's interesting, if I was the defense attorney, I would have said all those cameras came from gutted bears that we had gutted during the woods because everybody knows uh, those are just thrift stores for Outback Australians. You just gut a bear and see what's in there. You never know. Ooh, all, these talking in bears, this one. all these talking bears are being shunned from their homeland oh, and come terrible. to Australia and take pictures of the sites. You know, they're just like, I just wish that I didn't have a scientist's brain inside of my body and I wasn't forced to live this bear existence because all I want to see is the sights of the world. I'm sorry, bear. So Ivan, after he was sent to prison, continued his fun little exploits. He once cut off his little finger with this a plastic knife okay. and mailed the digit to the High Court of Appeals. Which uh, that's not gonna that's not gonna get no, you. No, 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 no. With a plastic knife. Oh yeah. How that's that's gotta take patience. Patience was that days of work. I mean, do I don't really have bone? any hobbies, so I understand <laughs> yeah. that. Yep. He uh, also used to swallow razor blades, staples, other metal objects when he was in prison. That's just kind of fun. That he's that's yeah. kind of makes him a cool guy. Yeah. yeah. And you want to talk about fun? In 2011, he went on a hunger strike, much like Anders Breivik went mm. on a hung- hunger strike in order to get himself a PlayStation Two. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Lost 55 pounds in what? hunger strike. That's, that's a fantastic diet. That is. We I got this pale going on now and people are losing over like 15 pounds and then gaining it right back. Can you imagine big <laughs> dumb rural Ivan playing a PlayStation? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Oh. I like the game where you go and you hunt the girl down in the woods and you stab no. her in the back and then you rape her from the front. Mm, well, this, this one's called Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> so actually you just kind of skate around and try to score points and grind on uh, tables, lunch tables I've at the high school. I've got to say, I wasn't expecting it but this game is bitching. <laughs> oh, I love bad religion now. <laughs> nice little epilogue to uh, this story. In 2012, Ivan's great nephew, Matthew, and his friend, Cohen Klein, that were both 19, they murdered this guy named David Octorloney with an axe at Belonglo State Forest, the same forest where Ivan had buried his victims. Now, so don't go. Don't go to do the Do not forest. go to the forest. Belongo. But the idea is, again, this shows that, like, that it's just a pattern. They're yeah. being taught a pattern. Like, they, are no, they know this is where you go to put bodies. It's been like that probably for decades. And that's what they said. You can't even imagine. It's like 30,000 people go missing in Australia every year. And it's like those forests are just full of bodies. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's absolutely. just like, te- I mean, I I definitely maintain that Texas has so many more serial killers than actually get caught because there are so many places to hide bodies. You just oh, go, because you were talking about how many times, especially with hitchhiker murders, if people are just, if you're already sort of off the grid, it's you're really easy to fucking snatch up and mm-hmm. put in the back of a fucking homemade rig that you've got, like that 18 wheeler killer that the, we had. We, yep, there was just that. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to, we're definitely doing an, a future episode on highway killers. Called oh, trucking. 
Yeah. It's great. No, it's it's yeah. great. It's the nineteen sixties. It was so groovy. <laughs> no, it's a different time. Uh great. So this has been Ivan, huh? Yeah, that's Malat. Ivan. Ivan Malat. We've got another backpack murderer who only uh killed one person, but he does have a very interesting story behind him. This guy Big named Bradley. Bra- Bradley Maddock. His name his nickname was Big Bradley. He stood he was six foot four. He was hmm. a big old dude. And they said apparently that was his whole thing, is that he they thought that he would be innocent of any crime because he kept saying he's like I don't need to punch anybody I'll just look at him Big Bradley Murdoch, I agree, yeah. That's a very Australian thing for a man to say. Uh, He supposedly murdered, and I say supposedly because there is a chance that this guy could be innocent. Sure. (laughs) I mean, there is a chance. I'm saying there is some evidence to point to a possible innocence here, uh, including the infamous Red Rooster argument, but we'll get to that later. Uh, He supposedly killed this guy named Peter Falconio in July 2001. He also uh, supposedly assaulted his girlfriend Joanne Joanne Lee's uh, Falcone's body was Mm. never found despite one of the most exhaustive police investigations ever seen in Australia. Sounds like Falconia was a Staten Island Italian detective who just got like way off the case. (laughs) Just like ended up in Australia. I don't know how I'm here but I gotta say I love this brown sauce they got on everything. Mm, (laughs) Yes. Those are the blooming onion patches I see you found it. So Lee said that the duo were traveling at night near Barrow Creek on July 14th, 2001. They said that they were flagged down uh, by a guy who said that he had trouble with his car's exhaust. No, they never do. They They never never do. do. Everybody who is in Australia in the outback knows that they have to have a car that works. (laughs) They just don't bring dead cars. Well, the big thing, too, is about about, uh, uh, Bradley Murdoch was the fact that he was a drug runner. His his whole truck was outfitted with a fake gas tank that was full of cocaine, Mm. and he knew that backwoods of Australia incredibly well, which is sort of how he got his job. Basically, every time he was trying to be kept a part of society, he'd like flip out and be like, I need to be in the outback. And he would just drive up to the outback and live in a fucking shack and drive a truck back and forth loaded with cocaine. And so he was also a bit paranoid. (laughs) Yeah, I I have a feeling he might have been using the product, huh? Yeah. Yeah, might have. So Falconio, he got out of the van to help. Lee said that she heard a gunshot and thought that, uh, of course, thought that Falconio had been shot dead. Uh, she she said was that, hoping. Huh? Yeah. They were having a bad vacation. That was like one of those vacations. You know when you break up on a vacation for oh, a couple of days? Yeah. It's the worst. Mm. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't pack up the fucking sleeping bag last night. Yep. I hope he's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Lee's, uh, she got grabbed a hold of uh, by our man. She, tied, she had her wrist tied together. He put a sack over her head, forced her into his ute. She said his that ute, his ute, his ute. Yeah, that's that's what they call that's what they call uh, four wheel drive uh, like utility vehicles in Australia. They, they call, call it a ute. ute. Yeah, like noggins. Noggins is slang for feet. Bobkins <laughs> are slang for pockets in your pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, yeah. lollies. Yeah. I didn't read about lollies. That means candy. So oh, I didn't <laughs> short for that. lollipop. That yeah. makes sense. None of the rest of them do. The rest of it's fake. <laughs> yeah, and glump, glump in palms. <laughs> Interesting fact about to eat out of. So uh, she said that she escaped the Ute. She fled out into the brush, and she said that she hid in the bushes for five hours while uh, Murdoch tried to find her with his dog, and of course Ooh. never found her. So she escaped. Well, I'll tell you that is that's a bad dog. 
He probably just had a Pomeranian or something. Is it a Maltese? I mean, what no, kind of dog was it? He had like a cute little, he had like kind of like a hound dog. I yeah. felt like Elvis Presley. <laughs> oh, no. He had a dog that was used to smelling for blood. Mm. And he, uh, but uh, he said that dogs were the only thing any man can trust. Hmm. Yeah, I, I suppose that Except is not true. this incident because that dog fucking felt. Definitely. Well, maybe the dog got into his stash and was just blown out of his mind and couldn't find the what girl. What he needed is one of those swords like like Frodo had that, that yeah. sig- oh, made good. You've seen this blade up. before. You know, he needed one right. of those, but for almost raped blonde women. <laughs> you know, like a shining sword that has to be like, as a woman who so hasn't Big been Bradley Murdoch, yet. that would be what the one thing he needed yes. was Frodo's sword. Big <laughs> so Bradley would, Murdoch. So yeah. you're saying if they moved the filming of New Zealand to Australia... Things could have been different. Would have been a different, yeah. Would have been a different yeah. movie. It was also would have been he would have been hunting after Ian McKellen and and what's his name out in the forest. Mm. Can you imagine that? If if fucking Bradley Murdoch showed up into the set of Lord of the Rings, and then of course you know Aragorn's gonna show up. He's gonna save the day. That's sure, why maybe. he better watch. You don't go to New Zealand because you never know when there's gonna be a Hobbit or a warrior there. It's gonna make sure you don't rape anybody. <laughs> I would I would agree with that war. I'd be on the side of the uh, make believe fictional characters that Mister Gayo. Uh, <laughs> R. Tolkien created. <laughs> so two years after that appearance, uh, Murdoch was charged with rape and was found to have a possible connection to Barrow Creek. And the nickname for rape in Australia is Binocchinock. Binocchinock. <laughs> you know, I don't think they take it very seriously there. It no. doesn't sound like they care enough. I'm no. going to say that. No. So yeah. Lee's had a piece of clothing from that night, so they checked the DNA and the DNA of the blood on Lee's clothing matched that of Murdoch. Perfect. Yeah. And then it's sealed and done. Yeah. Right? Wow. So, yeah, so it's done. So he's in jail now. So he is in jail now. However, Murdoch does maintain his innocence. Defense lawyers say that police procedures were not followed correctly, that Lee's testimony was inconsistent, and furthermore, it was impossible for him to have committed the crime because he was nowhere near the crime at the time. They said he was near a gas station that was quote unquote near the crime, but the but the gas station was an hour away. It was a hundred miles but away. But it also hundred miles. But yeah. in in Australia, do you can do that on a kangaroo's back? It seems like it seems no, like no no laws laws don't apply laws of like physics and things. Is that miles, what, yeah, it's a hundred miles still. I yeah. thought everything was covered with oil, so you move super fast. Yeah, but you don't get to go that, and then with the sliding back and forth, you I've actually lose time. Never left the country. I haven't. I haven't mm-hmm. been watching World Cup, so I don't really know what goes on outside of here. Yeah. It's also said that Lee's incorrectly identified both the vehicle and the breed of dog that belonged to Murdoch. Solidly done. Not, so not, what's the only thing? What, so what, what is an alibi? What could possibly prove that Bradley Murdoch didn't do the crime? Well, here mm-hmm. is where the Red Rooster argument comes now, into play. Now, Red Rooster, explain it. Is it a... Restaurant. It's a restaurant. It's a KFC. It's an Australian yes. KFC. It's a chicken place. So, Lee said that they stopped at the Red Rooster restaurant. Sounds good, though. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. sounds It sounds real good. Look at the order. It sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, Murdoch said that he stopped at the same restu- restaurant to buy chicken for himself and his dog. He said, first thing, Alice... Pulled into the Red Rooster, chicken roll, box of nuggets for Jack, full chicken for the trip. Mm. I will say he's treating the dog too well. Full is chicken. He's got. I mean, that dog. <laughs> yeah, that dog all over the car. That dog needs to be treated with more, uh, with more violence if you wanted to kill more women. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. The dog's got a full stomach full of chicken poppers. It's out there, got the rumbles. It can't find a woman in the woods. <laughs> so 
what Murdoch said is that it's possible he did cut himself while at the Red Rooster. So he said since they were there at the same time. because his fingers are breaded. They were naturally oh, breaded. Oh, he, he got thought confused. that they were nuggets. Yeah. Mm. And it said, he says that it's possible that the blood from the cut possibly got onto Lee's shirt at the Red Rooster. So that's where he met Lee. Yeah, that's where he met Lee. He said that he met her at the Red Rooster and that he was not a part of these crimes. Was he this says, before or after her boyfriend? friend was murdered before before this is and then he tracked them right he said that they, they, he met her he got blood in her and then she left and that's how he was put at the scene of the crime yeah. but according to april 2006 mm. the bullards are reported that bradley murdoch had had to be refused to be served chicken while incarcerated during his committal and trial trial claiming he was allergic to it and you see so if he's allergic to fucking chicken they have french fries he, he went into a chicken House. He went to a the place of, the of chicken. chicken. Yeah. How can a man who's allergic to chicken go to a place that's got chicken fucking particles just to fly through the air? It's like having allergies and going into a, a beautiful uh, wheat field. You no. Know? You, know, you wouldn't do it. No, you can't do no, that. No, yeah. Henry, the chicken was for the dog. The chicken was for Jack. But the you would poppers. still need to transfer the chicken to the dog. And if he puts... You, everyone knows that a chicken allergy involves boils and sweats. You get everyone boils in your it. hands, even just contacting chicken. I don't, and you start to sweat profusely just being within three yards of a living or dead chicken. I have never heard of a chicken allergy before. And frankly, I don't believe it's true. I don't think it's real. No. I don't think you can be allergic to chicken. Of course, you can be You can be allergic to anything. Can you Says be allergic what? to beef? Can yeah. Yeah. You could be allergic to milk. I'd like to see a fucking second of evidence yeah, saying that one, anyone is allergic to beef. One second of it. Yeah. Just come on. Come on. Show it to me. Later. Hey. I don't have time right now. All right. Well, <laughs> because fine. we've got to get to Paul Stephen Hayes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So that's it. So Murdoch killed one person. Well, maybe. But it, this is a part of, again, the big breakdown is like that is a part of a group of people that were probably all responsible for backpacker murders that have been happening in Australia literally for, for as long as there's been backpackers. Like, and, and, like, it's just a part of it. They're all over the place. As soon as you sort of like kind of like lift the cover, you see that there's like 15 guys that have been killing hitchhikers. It's not safe. <laughs> Go with a gun. Like you need to at least know somebody, oh, yeah. you, you or know somebody who knows the area instead of just finding some random dude to take you up the mountain. Like call ahead of time. Get a travel agent. Well, Paul Stephen Haig, yeah. this guy, I believe that this guy is kind of special. It's weird how he does share some things with other serial killers. He kind of has the same mentality as a serial killer that kills prostitutes because he believes that they're whores, because yeah. they're, that they deserve it. Again, when right. we see the same thing, it's this inferior, inferiority complex that these guys have. Yeah, but he did not kill any prostitutes. His was a very crime-motivated, uh, his m murders were very much motivated by criminal behavior. This was all in the 1970s. He killed uh, seven people uh, in between 1978 and uh, 1979. Uh, his first murder was a Tats Loto agency worker named Evelyn Adams. Uh, she was age 58. Uh, he said that he blamed her for the shooting because she provoked him and was, quote, disobedient by resisting instead of allowing his armed robbery to, quote, 
go its ugly way. Yeah, so yeah. he shot both of them. He shot the owner and he shot the the girl working at the place. Yeah, he so shot. they got they got killed for trying to be heroes, huh? Yes. Yeah, he also killed uh, Bruno Singolani. Uh, he was 45. He was the pizza shop operator. And Which they, is just like, you know, you can't be more more stereotypical than that. His name is Bruno Bruno Singliani. He's yeah. the pizza shop owner? Of course you know he mean? is. What, are yeah. you born with a handlebar mustache? He's got, like, mozzarella fucking sticking out of his shoes? Yeah, well, the whole thing's been produced by Michael Bay, and it's just going to be full of stereotypical <laughs> characters. He shot him in the face with a shotgun point-blank range. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, that's, that's going to ruin the pies. There's nothing Italian about that. Nope, nothing <laughs> at all. So in 1979, he started killing associate, associates of him that's of his that said that uh, he said that they knew too much about his crime, which is so ridiculous. And that's because he told them. Yeah. It's a conundrum. <laughs> yeah, it's a real. Hey, I have a I have a, a very important secret that I have to tell you. But if you tell anybody, I will kill you. And the fact that I tell you that I know, now I know that you know the secret, I might have to kill you too. Hey, listen, Do you want to hear it? Listen, hey, hey, listen. I, I, I'm going to tell you. I this killed secret. the pizza shop guy. I just killed. I, I killed the pizza I shop guy. Need, I so now you know it. So now, Henry, I know that you know it. I killed the pizza. You thrilled the pizza shop guy. Of course, of course, because you went in and bought so many pizzas. I wonder if anybody knows that I killed the pizza shop guy. If they do know, then I will have to kill them. I did tell Henry. Hey, uh, Paul, you're really talking yeah. a lot out loud in the middle of our Settlers of Catan game. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead, Henry. <laughs> so he shot Wayne Keith Smith, who was 27, and he also shot his girlfriend, Wayne's girlfriend, Shell Gardner, 31, and he also shot Gardner's son, Danny, who was 10. Yes, and this guy is such a monster. He didn't really take blame for the killing of the child. No, he said that it was the mother's fault. Yes, because she put because she put him in a terrible situation by being a witness. But I don't think the mom knew that she was about to witness a double murder. I think that she got <laughs> or chosen be a to be. Yeah, they all were made into witnesses immediately right. and then made into victims immediately. I always find it's not the witness's fault because they just didn't know. They don't want to be a witness. I don't want. I turn around if I even see the most suspicious of things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see anything. Um, and then, but, the, but we have to also acknowledge that all of these details come from the fact that Paul Haig wrote a novel like not two years ago. Mm -hmm. I forget what it was called. It was called like The City of Blue. Something. Something like that. that it, basically, he wrote this novel from jail blaming all of his victims. Well, this is sort of his version of the O.J. Simpson book. Yes. If it? I did it. If I did it. Mm -hmm. yeah. and except he's saying 100% I did it, but I it's did not it. my fault. And uh, yeah. And what's some of his rationale again? Yeah. Yeah, I did. kid yeah, had yeah. to be mom brought the witness and all this. Yeah, stuff. He, and he said, you know what, killing kids, it's against the criminal code. But she was a shitty mother, so what other choice did I have? Uh, yeah. He said that he you could have taken the child on a large trip, like the movie Dutch, <laughs> uh, and then you guys could have bonded together, and you could have taught the child the ways of becoming a man, or like Home Alone one and two, but sure. actually get the child to the trip. Get get him, reunite him. I mean, you couldn't reunite him with the mom or the yeah. When they kill the family, it's tough. <laughs> Uh, he said that he consoled the boy for a little while before eventually uh, deciding to shoot him three times in the head. And he added, nah, I didn't like that kid very much. Well, the, <laughs> who likes uh, the kid? But the, uh, well, he also said the same thing with Ivan Milan. He used to kind of do the same thing where he would he would take one. That's why they said there was also the difference between, like, they thought that maybe there was more than one killer because one he would shoot in the back of the head and the one he'd stab and rape and then stab a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. But the one that he would shoot in the back of the head was, I guess, the one he did didn't want and yeah. then he would put he would be like it's all right I ain't gonna kill you I ain't gonna do it and then mm. make them close their eyes and then he'd shoot him shoot him in the head which to me seems I like that like, better yeah but you're I'm, gonna get shot in the head 
if you if you're told to close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know what I'd never understand, and this doesn't really relate to these stories, although it might. The dig your own grave thing. <laughs> you know when somebody has a gun to the back of your head and they say start digging. No. You I'll shoot me and then you dig, you fat ass. <laughs> I'm six foot seven. You got some digging to do. I'm not digging my own grave. That's why I keep saying this. I will not be a quiet victim. Any no. callers who want to come get me, you ain't going to get it anonymously because I'm going to be screaming a whole bunch and I'm going to be thrashing. Screaming. I'm going to thrashing. I'm going to grab at you. I'm going to poke at you. I'm going to be like, nah, nah, nah. I'm doing a tight 10. I'm going to do my Letterman set. <laughs> come on. So Haig's most brutal attack uh, was committed against his girlfriend, Lisa Brearley. I can't believe all these guys have girlfriends. Yeah. yeah. Every one of them. All of them do. Women love a bad boy. Treat him mean, keep him keen. <laughs> that was, I heard that in Wolf Creek, too. That's terrifying. <laughs> uh, Haig, he stabbed her 157 times after allowing another man to rape her at knife point. He said, Haig said, I mm. only intended to do 20 stab wounds. That's, yeah, no, of course. Of the yeah. absolute minimum, uh, minimum, maximum. But he what? lost count. Yeah, and so he not kept having to start over and over and over and over again. But this is the thing. Don't you realize, like, if you've lost count like three times, you got at least 30 in her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Then you could always just count the holes. You know, you could figure it out probably. And he said that uh, he let uh, the other guy rape his girlfriend so his DNA would be connected to the crime, Jesus and so the Christ. other guy would stay quiet about it. Oh, a flawless idea. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, truly. Franklin cover-up, it'd work for them. Yeah, you this know. is a little bit different than that. <laughs> I don't think it's quite as organized. <laughs> and uh, you want to talk about blaming the victims? He said of his murders, they were, in the context of the criminal world, understandable and appropriate. Well, he's been in jail. He's had a lot of time to think about right. this. Yeah, of course. And I mean, you know... Again, not to victim blame, because we do not victim blame, but these people were close enough to a sociopath and a serial killer to get murdered by no, him. But these, no, these were not random backpackers. No, no, these no. These were no, like no. friends. But this is the problem. It's like, it, it was, again, it's this weird thing. We all have fucked up friends. Like, no, I we, have a fr- no, no, not, not like a this. true murderer, not yeah. a killer. I mean, well... That's why I don't live in Texas anymore. Because you got away. Because you got away from them. <laughs> yeah, just get out of there. If you yeah. got a guy who goes so by a name like, you know, was like, they call me Dangerous Dave, you know, and they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I like to shop and a knife on my boot. Right, but, but when he not- was in high school, that was, that was Gary Silverman, the only Jewish kid we have in the class. <laughs> and now he's Dangerous Dave. He's changed. Yeah. Go come to New York. So Haig didn't kill again until 1991, although he had been in prison for quite a while. Uh, he killed sex offender Donald George Hatherly uh, you know, in a jail cell. The, again, to to the small amount of credit I'm going to give this man, he did kill people who were in the criminal game. I don't think the other people were in the criminal game. I this think man's really, Except for the 10-year-old boy. Except for the 10-year-old boy. Well, which he could have stolen some candy or something. Uh, you never know. The 10-year-old boy and then, of course, the 10-year-old boy's mother. Uh, but this, yeah, the, the, the one kid that was good, or the guy that was good friends with him, I mean, you know, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's like when I'm hanging out with Henry, you know, I know that if we go out to dinner, I'm going to eat unhealthy. <laughs> you know, and I... That's right. And that's why you stick by my side. Always. <laughs> yeah. And you, oh yeah, all you got to do is also, if like if you want free drinks, just find me about 2.45 in the morning because I got my card behind the bar. And sometimes it's easy to just throw things on there because I'll be like, yeah, it's a party. 
This is party. It's just me and him, you know. And then Marcus shows up. And we're the whole having a party. All around having he's, a party. Three's, three's oh, well, party. There's nothing better than when Henry goes into an audition and doesn't nail it oh. because we just get drunk and drunk. Woo. Oh, it's wonderful. So uh, <laughs> Haig's last victim, how we killed him. He claimed that he assisted Hatherly to commit suicide by placing a noose around his neck, uh, kicked a cupboard out from under him, and then pushed down on his shoulders. He described the killing as quote. A growth experience. Now, when he says growth experience, <laughs> I really hope he means emotional and not like he got hard. He means yeah. emotional. Yeah, it wasn't a now, physical. I read, like, I read that book, <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love, and I was just trying to find my own inner happiness. Uh, I hate to say this, Paul, but Eat, Pray, Love is just about eating carbs and going to India. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I couldn't eat. I can't. I don't know good carbs in prison and I can't travel. So uh, today, uh, we don't have time to get into uh, the well, fourth one that we were going to go into. Well, no, the, the next one is actually such a big one. It's the Snowden murders oh, yeah. uh, wow. that we're going to do. We're, so we're doing a second part. I honestly think like this was kind of covering sort of the backpacker murderers mm-hmm. and sort of like next next episode we have got some grisly fucking murderers. Um, yeah. Yeah. So okay. Anyway. These guys that today are just you know hilarious hillbillies. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. The bogans. Ding, 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 I, I just ding, don't ding, understand ding, ding. what people say when they say it's kind of dark humor here on the show. <laughs> um, so what happened with Hank? Still in prison now? Uh, yeah, Hank Wrote a book so a couple all, of years ago? All the guys that we talked about today are still in prison, still alive. So Ivan Malat. Ivan Malat. Big old tall uh, Big Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. Bradley Murdoch. Crikey, mate. Mr. Egg. And, you know, Marcus, I'm going to give you the award for the best Australian accent of the podcast. I get. Yeah, you really nailed it. Thank you, you get very the much. golden boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure all of our listeners will be sure to let me know that even though it was the best, it was still still terrible. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, 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 a general uh, audience question is that uh, uh, Murder Fist is going to be in the Wisconsin area. Uh, from July 9th to the 16th, and if you want us to maybe do a show in the Sheboygan area, would you come to it? All right. That is the question. Go, go to it. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, email capecomedyradio at gmail.com, and I'll forward on everything over to Henry. Or just get all of the fucker on Facebook. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. find him on Facebook. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Facebook, be sure to go to uh, the Last Podcast Facebook page and join up there. we got a great little community going on. Yep. And, of course, our live show is the fourth Saturday of every month. Here, uh, this time, we got a guy coming out from South Carolina to see the show. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. That's Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm Ben Kissel on Twitter. And that's Henry Loves You on Twitter. I am full of spicy lamb meat. You are now? Yeah. I, mean, I went to a Szechuan meal before this. You did? Wow. Yeah. At like one o'clock in the afternoon? You bet your sweet fat life I did. Were you the only one in the restaurant? No, 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 no. Just, I, just, I didn't even think those places opened up until around four or five. I made them open up. You made them open up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Hail yourselves. Hal Dean. Hail me. And uh, what? Magustalations. And- hey, hey. Magusolations. Hey. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 
they say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.